this temple crew has a plan And they begin by digging into those two scoops In every Kellogg's pack Two scoops or Keep them coming back for two, two scoops Of plump juicy raisins in Kellogg's Raisin Bran Hooked up and in command They're working now, but they're thinking how they lost And Golden Blake's a brand They're turning back again for two scoops Of plump juicy raisins in Kellogg's Raisin Bran Peter is pointing at Angela's, um, uh, what do you say, thorax? <laughs> She's not a fucking insect or torso. Like her fucking thorax. You you get mad when I'm like, oh, my homie David Vixen's fan who's an asexual tentacled human being. You're like, is he staring at her thorax? Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what women love when they call it. Yeah, you sup, girl. Your thorax looks great. He's so he's pointing at her sister's torso, as as human beings would fucking call it, not HP Lovecraft demons like David Bixon's fan. Keep going. That's it. He's pointing at her torso. That's what we call it. Well, maybe it's a little high for that. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, I mean, maybe he's pointing at her collarbones. Maybe he's pointing at her tits, as grown males call it from time to time. Either way, what, th- how, this- is, how is t- how is tits the dirty word? How is the one that's close to teat the dirty word? <laughs> the first. Part. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't choose the way that like the way people react. To- I think boobs is funny. I wish boobs was used more often. I think it's I think it's hilarious, but it's just it's not it's not you have sex with women, they're never talking about their boobs. They talk about their tits. So I just I'm I just try to go with what it like the the the, the language that's expressed me in the field. I'm trying to go with the native ground slang. So I'm pretty sure he's pointing at her torso and or collarbones, since the kid appears to be five her years old. Thoracic area. <laughs> Yeah, so so um, Angela appears to be a giant tripartite bug that, <laughs> that has wings. You know, humans still have thoracic areas. They don't. Have All right, thorax. so so Angela, who may or may not be a giant insect, according to Bix, she's having her thoracic cavity pointed to by Mike, the situation Sorrentino's older brother, who is maybe one of the gayest people in public I've never seen affirm themselves as gay. Is he actually gay? I mean, did you look this up that he is gay? I looked it up, and it, like I said, I compared it to the David Hyde Pierce and the Kevin Spacey thing ahead of it. Basically, everyone Kevin is Kevin like, Spacey's not gay. <laughs> as a dude who met Kevin Spacey and walked his toy-sized dog when he filmed The Shipping News when I was like 11 or 12, eh, I feel maybe a bit differently. That, that story that in a different it. way than I expected. I thought you were going to say, so I met him at like UFC 115 <laughs> in uh, Vegas. and. <laughs> No, uh, he he filmed the shipping news, and I was near to him, and I, I ended up walking his dog when I was ten or eleven. Uh, Kevin did Spacey, the dog have a funny hat? The dog did have a sweater. Okay, I was going to say, did it have any kind of clothing? But it it did. <laughs> In fairness, it was a toy sized dog, which you can draw whatever conclusion. Oh, was this the dog he also tripped over when he mysteriously got injured in a park? That's that's a little like that's a bridge too far for me in terms of Kevin Spacey trivia, but I can say that he is a fan of toy dogs and he is a fan of putting them in sweaters. You can draw from that what you will. 
All right, so back to sleepaway camp. So, so he's pointing at her thoracic cavity, as as Bix pointed out, like a like a good anatomical doctor. And he's he's getting closer and closer. He really is pointing at those collarbones. And Angela, realizing that Paul is sexually assaulting her, screams no and shoves Yeah, she realizes that a minute too late she's being raped and pops up. But good for her. It's good It's good that at least to some, like she doesn't lay there the whole time. I guess that's progressive by the standards of an 80s slasher film. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, in terms of something not written as... I'm going to use the word rapey, even though I know it's, I probably should be trying to use another word, but I'm really not sure what what would be a super Whatever, dude. Attitude. This is, dude, I feel like I've been in five situations on this recording already. So it's, it's, it's time for you to like, right fill after a scene featuring the brother of the situation. But <laughs> so which, which, uh, I, of things that I guess come off worse now than they did then, which is worse, this or, uh, the, <laughs> The ending? Uh, what? The ending? No, I was going to say the uh, one of the climactic scenes in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, well. <laughs> in terms of coming off better, Revenge of the Nerds is actually probably one of the crassest films to not come off well in terms of sexual comedy of that era. So based on the fact that... Well, you know our, what scene I'm alluding yeah, to, right? But more than that, the fact that this woman realizes that even at a young age, she's clearly being sexually taken advantage of and, and pops up and springs up and defends her own uh, corporeal but, justice. But I, it's not – I don't think it's written as her thing being realizing that she's being te- taken advantage of. No, it's 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 not. But going back to what we talked about, like this, at least it, – It still ends better than um, guy under mask pretending <laughs> that he's the boyfriend. <laughs> And going down on the cheerleader, and then she's so amazed that a man gave her an orgasm that they end up getting married. Even okay, by the way, can I, her. can I say that I was quickly horrified that like when you double quiz me on the scene about Revenge of the Nerds that we disagreed on, I was worried it would be a different one. I was, oh, I was which like, one were you thinking of the? No, like I wasn't like that camera? was that was no that was the one I had in mind. But I was like, if he doesn't describe the scene where he wears the mask and goes down on her, like I'm actually gonna be really fucked up about this. Why? <laughs> so, well, well, no, because I was just I was worried that I was imagining like I was worried that I was imagining a scene that was maybe like as bad, if not more traumatic, or or or, or less. Like I was worried I didn't have the right one. I want to be a good one, Bix. Well, there's I also want... the one where they install like the hidden cameras and stuff in the sorority house. Oh no! I mean, dude, fucking comedies of this era are fucking horrific. The opening scene of Porky's is literally like, wouldn't it be funny if we got in the girl's shower room and I stuck my dick through the fucking shower wall? Like, <laughs> dude, the frat house comedies of this era do not give a fuck. It's, <laughs> it's, you know. Whether whether or not it's a it's a glitch or a feature, I don't know, but it's a miracle that early 1980s slashers somehow end up being more socially and sexually sympathetic to a wide array of people than your average frat house comedy, since they come from very much the same place. Yeah. So Paul and Angela have a talk and. Then Judy shows up, and I honestly don't remember what happens here. Should we just play this? 
Well, so I should point out before we get to really the climactic scene and one of the spookiest things in any horror movie ever. The main crux here yeah, is I mean, that honestly, we do have some stuff to skip through. Although Judy's in a bikini, and I'm sure you want to comment. Well, this is a oh, dude. You, I want to comment on this before in the sense that do you realize they get two explicit Judy bikini shoots in? This and what? Well, the one before the the one. Okay, so the one we're about to get to, and I mean. Oh, this is when she's thrown in the water when her and Meg throw. Oh, oh, look, look who's the fucking spoiler guy now, Bix. Yeah, yeah. The scene that we're about to look at, presumably, where they actually throw Angela in the water, where she was traumatized, where her family and her father and fucking shit died since Bix is spoiler king. Um, They teased this before, but they teased Angela in a one piece. This time around, you get that full two piece. You know, we're edging the climax when we get the two piece on the chick who's supposed to be underage. Did you mean to use edging the climax that edging the climax that way? What the fuck would I know about edging? I'm just I just come as soon as I can. Did I say that out loud? Is that part of the podcast? Fuck it. We'd like to thank you to, for, for listening to this uh, <laughs> this week's Patreon show. To hear this entire episode, you have to be a Two Scoops Patreon supporter. Go to patreon.com slash two scoops and donate just $5 per month to get a bonus podcast each and every week.